welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. We just wanted to let you know that we are now over 10,000 downloads, which is so crazy to me. Woohoo. <laughs> that just sounds crazy to me. Yeah. Especially when you first start with just one. <laughs> and then we're like, it's going to take forever. I know. But thanks for everybody who has, who has subscribed. Yeah, and is downloading and, this. You know what this tells me? What's it tell you? <laughs> this tells me that people actually need this resource. And that these conversations about marriages, the struggles, hurts, setbacks, and all the epic comebacks, that you all need this. And I'm just so glad we didn't let shame get in our way, but just fully embrace that, yes, our lives used to be a mess. Um, We did some really bad things. We walked through some hard times, but look at what God did. I mean, man, he took such a mess and he made a pretty amazing message out of it. But do you want to know one thing about a message? What's that? (laughs) You have to give it away. You have to tell it. That's right. And anybody can do that, including the listeners and subscribers. Exactly. It starts a movement. It does. Like we're experiencing at our church right now. I I think so many people are just coming forth with their, there's so many there that have the same story as us, but they just or Or their story is worse. There's some people that have shared and it's worse. And now that, um, We've been leading kind of a Wednesday night service. We've been focusing on that and people's been sharing what they've been through and good grief. It's like once you start learning everybody's story, but it's ignited a fire and like a movement in the church where we're just getting so hungry for the things of God. Yes. And um, yeah, it can happen to anybody that's listening today in your life. Just, Just go out and share somebody with somebody this week what you've been through and just see what it does. And it even, it even sparks something inside yourself. You know, it's like, it's a, like a new motivation in life when you see the look on somebody's face, when you share your story and you know, you're giving them hope. So we just encourage people to start doing that. You know, the ones that's listening, maybe you're getting encouragement from us, but what God's doing in your own life, go out and encourage others with that. Yeah, I know. I, and I think like you're saying, there's so many hurting couples listening to this right now. And what if we had decided that we were just going to hide our message of redemption, just hide it under a basket that only benefits us. And it's the same for you guys. And just like Brian was saying, like he literally didn't know I was going to do this. (laughs) I want to challenge you guys today, this week, to go tell one person something that God did for you. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I had no idea. You had no idea. This is like this is like a uh, follow over a church service this morning. Yes. It was like people getting up, giving words, and then like somebody else would get up and be like, they had no idea that the person before them was going to say that, but God had led them to say almost the same thing. And then you noticed the word Shirley gave about you know, love. Yeah. The next song that came up 
was about it was love. About love, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, God's really working in, in That's lives. just so funny because you didn't know I was going to put this challenge out there. I had no idea. <laughs> so that's awesome. God has really been using us as a team lately. And I think it's really, I mean, he's always used us as a team. Sometimes well, we were on opposite teams. Yeah. <laughs> We were on teams. We just weren't we were on the team. same team, but we were but always we, are. we were always intended to be on the same team, right? But yeah, just like if you guys, we just want to challenge you to tell one person one thing God did for you, and if you want to do more, then go for it. But that's the challenge. We want you guys to go take a risk this week. So I just think it's so funny that you even brought that up. (laughs) So hopping into this episode, we've been talking for the past couple episodes about forgiveness and trust. And I kind of wanted to do like to spin things around a little bit on you just to kind of keep you on your toes and not know what to expect. (laughs) So today I'm going to start off by um, a story. I'm going to tell you a story, which, you know, and you know, guys, I think the reasons I love telling stories so much is because, you know, Jesus, he loved telling parables, which are stories. And I'm, I'm thinking that's why I love them so much. <laughs> what do you think? Or do you think it's because I like coloring books? <laughs> no, I think, I think stories are good because, um, especially children, of course, we're all children of God. Yeah. But even as being adults, I think. A lot of times when you tell a story, it's it's easier to follow. It takes or your you mind can, somewhere. It does. It's, it's it it lets your mind um, wander. And it, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, even though I'm 45 years old, like when I'm out on the farm and stuff, I let my mind wander. You yeah. know, just into things that God like to dream daydreaming. Yeah, just like. What if God can do this? Of course, you've been dreaming like, what if, we, what, you know, like one of your daydreams was like, when well, we reached 10,000 followers, if we can do that by the end of the year. And here we are already there. So, Middle of the year. Yeah. You know, even you, you have said, well, what if we get 100,000 by the end of the year? And, you know, we're not, and you know this, and, you know, we want the listeners to know we're not doing this for like any type of financial gain. If there even is financial gain and having 100,000 subscribers, I don't know how all that works, but you know, we can honestly say we have not made anything from this and we don't just lots of new friends. Right. Honestly. Right. But we're, we're into this for, you know, just, just like I said, for everybody to get their stories out there and this to start a movement. And, uh, we've had so many people come up to us about listening and what it's done in their lives. And that's, that's what we're doing it for. And, you know, if God chooses down the road to, to bless us for that, then so be, but we're going to keep doing this no matter what. I know. And we've had some curveballs thrown at us even along the way. That was kind of like, oh my gosh, maybe we should just stop. And I'm so glad that we just pushed right through because really any attack or attempt of the enemy is just to stop you. It is. To keep you from moving forward. And so even if you're afraid in that moment, if you just keep going, keep moving afraid, just don't stop moving. He just wants you to stop. So... (laughs) going into today. I want to talk about something that just recently happened um, this week. And so this week I was outside and we have this cat named Harley. And this is 
actually Brian's cat, like he just loves her. You love her. <laughs> yeah, she's special. She's, she's not like cats at all. Yeah. At all. But like, I don't know. Yeah. That's what God does. He, 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 he changes, changes things. He changes so many things in your life, including the the man who hate cats. You become a cat lovers. <laughs> you become a cat lover. Yeah. Yeah. She's special to me. She is. So when we got her, we already had a couple outside cats already. More than a couple. The, <laughs> we'll, we'll say a couple. So, well, outside. We have some inside ones too. Right. So when we got Harley, we took her straight to the barn because we knew that she liked mice. She was a good mouser and we had some mice in the barn. So we just kind of took her out there. Well, because of the current cats that were close to the house, she just, I don't know if it was her being afraid to come up to the house, but she just stayed away. She stayed back at the barn. She just did not come up to the house. So, but recently she's been kind of venturing closer to the house and closer to the house. And we finally got her to where she will come up all the way to the house, to the back patio. And then now she comes up to our back door. Well, true be known, she don't even live at the barn anymore. She doesn't. No, it's not even her home. Mm -mm. So this week I was sitting on the deck, the back deck step. I did not hear Harley come up behind me. She just kind of snuck up behind me and I went to get up and somehow, like, I don't even know how I, did, how I did this. I was trying to figure it out. I swung my arm backwards and clocked her right in the face. Like, I hit Harley right in the face. I felt terrible. And I felt terrible as the poor thing just took off running. And I totally did not intend to hit her. I didn't even know she was back there. But I did, and I hit her good. And now she ran off from me and is hiding from me. And I hate even retelling this because I remember how sad I felt. I tried to make peace with her and call for her, but she was not coming. <laughs> and it took a bit. So after a bit of me calling her, you know, trying to get her to come out from under the deck, after a bit of this, she did reluctantly come out because I had accidentally hit her. So after a little bit of calling, motioning for her, she finally walked back up to me. But this was the part that was really kind of heartbreaking for me. When she did like slowly walk up to me, I put my hand out to pat her and she squinted and shrugged. Like she literally did not know what I was going to do. And even though I'd never hit her before, she was now afraid of me because I had just hit her. And even though I had never hit her before, she was looking at me through a lens of being unsafe for her, which literally hurts my heart so much because she's such a sweet cat. By patting her and holding her and loving her, I had, had to show her that, yes, I am safe for you again. So, like, as I was just kind of thinking about this, like, everything that had happened with me and Harley and how I, 
I struck her, even though like I didn't mean to do that. I think I was just thinking about that. Like, God, what are you trying to show me in this? And it just kind of took me back to the past couple of conversations that we had about trust. And this to me was an example of what it looks like when someone you trust breaks your trust. Yeah, I kind of remember those days too when I would squint and shrug when I got around you. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, Ben. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, I mean, there was a few days like that, but there was, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I've forgiven Alicia and she didn't accidentally hit me. <laughs> <laughs> like, real deal. But I've forgiven her that and we've moved on. But, but yeah, it you know, I was never, I didn't have to regain my trust with you around that. I wasn't scared of you, but um, yeah, with those that hurt you, it's, you know, there's even somebody still to this day that I was friends with years ago and they keep me, you know, they kind of keep me at, at a distance and they've even told people that they don't, you know, they're going to keep me at a distance that they don't trust me. And you know, there's one side of that that's hard to swallow because I know that I'm not the same person. I would never, ever hurt that person. But I did in the past with words. Um, so, you know, it's tough at times because I, I wish I could have that relationship back. But, you know, I know it's God, you know, in God's time, maybe that would be restored. But, uh, you know, and that was between me and a guy friend. So, uh but yeah, it just, it just takes time and, you know, some, some relationships take longer than others to restore and some of them might not ever be restored, but, you know, we just do what we can to, to ask for forgiveness and hopefully we can be forgiven. And then just, you know, all we can do is let God work out the details in between. And he will. And I think that like, um, like in that situation where, you know, maybe you were the person who broke trust with someone else and you're trying to rebuild that trust with that person. You also have to be prepared that, you know, even though you may do everything that you can, they may not ever accept that. And you guys, honestly, sometimes that's the price for breaking trust. Sometimes it is. You can forgive someone. We're not saying that like, you know, if you decide to keep a boundary, even if it's a permanent boundary there, that does not mean that there's no forgiveness. It just means that trust was broken. I never thought that you would break that trust. And now for me, in this lens, you're unsafe. And I'm not willing to go down that road with you again. Just like I had talked to, um, you know, Maddie Stonier in the previous podcast, she talks about the knife. When someone breaks trust with you, it's like giving the knife back to that person saying, I'm going to trust that you won't hurt me with that knife again. And so we understand what you guys are talking about. But um, so I was thinking about in this instant, where I hit Harley. I, I hate to even say I hit her because she's so sweet, but that's literally what happened. I can't say I didn't hit her. I did. 
But in this, in this instant, what if I had taken another route instead of, you know, trying to regain her trust and love her and pat her and try to get her, you know, to come here? What if instead of trying to do that, I had looked at her and said, oh, Harley, it was an accident or said, well, you shouldn't have been standing behind me. I didn't even know you were there or I didn't mean to hurt you. And you know that, or you know me, look at my track record. I've never hit you before. What if I had thrown, I mean, like, okay, clearly I'm not talking about a cat here because she wouldn't have understood what I was saying. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but say reverse the situation and you hurt someone. If you throw all of those justifications, what does that do? What does that do for the person? That does not build trust. If you've hurt someone and maybe you've gone the route of self-justification, you can go back and you can start over. And I would start back in that place. But what if you have hurt someone intentionally or unintentionally, the person you hurt, if you still want to be in relationship with them, it's going to take time. It is. Like we said, or like I said in a previous podcast, trust is very fragile. And I had never hit Harley before, and I never will again. But she doesn't know that now. Before, I'm sure she never thought that I would hit her. And now she's unsure, scared, and maybe feels unsafe around me. Yeah, there's so many directions that that could have went, and you know, with with people too. But you know, I guess in the situation I was talking about, as far as you know, I've actually reached out to that person and asked for forgiveness. Actually, I think I did it face to face one time. But you know, I can still tell that they're they're not going to allow me back in. You know, too close to them. But you know, at the same time, I think God allows us to use those lessons because say, you know, here, here lately, you know, at church, I've got, there's a group of men that's, you know, that's new and that's hanging around and I've become starting to become good friends with. So I think God allows me to look back at that situation and realize what not to do. You know, you just, you don't hurt other people with your words. And I think it comes with like just growing in God too. It's just mm-hmm. learning when to keep things to yourself. Yeah. You know, and not just not don't open your mouth a lot of times and well, you know, watch the words that come out of your mouth. And like what you were saying, you went to that person, you did the right thing. You tried to make it right. Their response is out of your hands at that point. It just is. But Like, and I think this is such a good example. If you do the right thing and you go to that person and you say, I am so sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. I didn't intend to hurt you. What I said, yeah, maybe it wasn't right. Maybe, maybe it was just, you know, careless, whatever. Um, If you do the right thing and you go to that person and, you know, guys, if they decide boundary goes up, then at that point it is out of your hands And God can bring other people around you, kind of like what he's doing for you right now. 
is maybe that relationship won't be restored on this side of heaven. Maybe it will. You never know. But doing the right thing, going to that person, if it's safe, we always want to put that in there. If it is safe, we never want to encourage you to go ask forgiveness from someone who might beat the crap out of you. (laughs) You walk in the door. (laughs) We're not encouraging that. Maybe it needs to be a letter in that case. (laughs) But I know reversing a hurt and rebuilding trust can take time. So give them patience. After all, they didn't know or expect to be struck. And now everything can feel unsafe. And so I think on the other side of this, what if after I hit Harley, I hate to keep saying I hit Harley, (laughs) but I hit her. I totally hit her. You did. What if after I hit Harley, even though it was an accident, how I react, say like, take Harley out of this and I struck someone verbally or whatever, how I react to the other person being wounded can be a window to actually what is going on inside and what is going on inside of me. Say, for example, I slander someone, they find out about it and it's hurtful to them. So how I respond is a window to my own issues. Do I ask them to forgive me? Or do I say, well, they didn't really like me anyways. Those are two responses that say two very different things about myself. So I just want to say we all do things or will do things that has hurt someone or will hurt someone in the future. When this happens, look at your response and ask yourself, why did I respond in anger? Or why did I become defensive? What is going on inside of me that needs attention or even a deeper look? We cannot change someone else or their issues, but you can always change yourself. So yeah, when God changes us, it affects everyone around us, you know, everyone. So um, like I said, a lot of times, you know, just wanting to ask forgiveness for those. And like I said, it, like Alicia said, some might be safe to do that. Some might not be. So that's where you just have to go to God for guidance. But um, he sees our heart. Even if it's not safe, God knows our heart that we want to do that. And that first step of healing in any relationship is dealing with issues in your own heart. So um, when we do that, it's, it's going to trickle down to the other side too. And, you know, eventually things will start working together for the good of what God has, you know, planned for us. Yeah. I think that's really good because, you know, I remember all those years that we would go into counseling and we're always trying to get our counselor to fix each other. Do you remember that? (laughs) It's like, I wanted her to hear me so that she could fix you and vice versa. But you cannot fix someone else. You just can't. I mean, I tried for years and you tried to fix me like we were both. (laughs) It was our quest to change each other, you know, but, and I was just thinking as we're closing this out, 
Harley's response to me hitting her, how she shrugged and pulled back, that was not her fault. And if you are someone who hurts someone, how they respond, maybe they might cry, maybe they might get angry, maybe they might put up a boundary. That is not their fault. And so I just want to remember, like, if you're the person on the other side of this, or maybe you're the person that was hurt, try to have compassion. You know, I'm so thankful that Harley is giving me a second chance because now I get to love her again. And, you know, the rest of that day, it probably took half of a day, but no, in my heart, I know I will never hit her. I never intended to, but that doesn't absolve me from the fact that I need to make things right with her. I need to let her know that she is safe with me. And I think that's so important because no matter what happened, whether it was you, whether it was someone else, you can't absolve your fa- yourself and be like, well, I have no part in this. They have to do everything. And that's not true. My part was, you know, trying to get Harley, showing her love, showing her compassion, moving at her pace. And her portion was extending grace to me in learning to trust me again. So it's, it's really both people in a way. So we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Please check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. You can find my book there. You can also find links for our podcasts. Um, if you want to make a donation to our ministry, you can go there as well. Um, and also, if you want to send us, drop us a note, you know, give us, if there's something we want to, you guys want us to talk about, you can also contact us there. So until next time, we, we bless, bless you. you.